Welcome to another episode of Raising the Revival Generation. And as you can see, if you're watching this, we have a special guest with us today. Um, and so, our first one. Well, our, well, kind we've, had, of. we've had children interrupt us. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say they were guests; they were kind of intrusions. I feel like Micah was a guest. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, I guess so. I get it. No. All right. Anyways, <laughs> That's two different words that jokes. doesn't work. Yeah, I know. Corny jokes. Your dad for you. is showing. But, your uh, dad jokes. I need to get through the intro. <laughs> we haven't even gotten that far. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. I love it. <laughs> but uh, oh. so I don't even know where I am now. Welcome to. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. It's already, it's already it. chaos on here. Um, we we you know you add two people can function really well. You add that third, <laughs> it's like a. a I didn't. Realize that. Like, I didn't realize I was supposed to wear a hat. This is my new Boston hat, by the way. Baby blue, which you said isn't actually baby blue. It's not. Um, I Actually, want to know something interesting? I missed baseball so much that yesterday I watched the terrible Oakland A's mm. take on the terrible Angels. Mm. And it was just terrible baseball all around. And I was enjoying myself. So it's America's pastime. I was excited about it. I spent 20 minutes watching that. And then I turned it off because I was like, this is really bad baseball. Anyways, okay, you're gonna get back episode, to that intro, yeah, or no? I'm just gonna we're just gonna go with it. Okay. So if you like baseball, this is the podcast for you. <laughs> um, and if you don't, this is still the podcast for you because we don't talk about baseball. We talk about parenting, but not just parenting. Uh, the calling of being a parent and how God enables you and gives you the um, gives you the ability to parent your kids. Like mm. oftentimes we think of it as just being our own job. Sure. Our kids. Um, we need to discipline them. We need to, to shape them and mold them. But actually, the most important thing we can do as parents is introduce them to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Because it's the Spirit who produces fruit. Amen. Um, just as the Spirit produces fruit in your life, as you, as you walk according to the Word of God and allow Him to speak to your heart and produce things in your life, it does that to your children too. Mm. Yeah. Amen. And um, so we just, we brought Josh here. Josh, yeah. uh, you're from North Point Bible College, formerly known as... Zion Bible Zion. College, yep. which is actually where how we met because that's my alma mater. Yep, I graduated from there, and so um, we're gonna interrogate you. Sounds good because that's right. what the, that's what the crowd wants. Um, <laughs> is they want they want interrogation. They yeah. want to know who you are, why you're here, <laughs> and what Wait, you're doing. Um, but also, you want to introduce say a little bit more about him, why he's here. He's not just, he's not just a fluke. He's not just some random dude that was walking down the street. Like, hey, get in here. We're doing a podcast. Well, he slept on an air mattress here last night, so we just felt like since he was here. No, uh, this is our oldest daughter. He's not Lexi. homeless. <laughs> At least we don't think he is. Um, he is here a lot, though. Uh, but this is our oldest daughter, Lexi's uh, friend, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Significant other. Significant other. Um, and uh, a great great guy, great kid, because you're, you're kind of a kid to us. We're, we're a little old, and you're a little young. And um, so we felt like it would be fitting to have him come on to an episode and talk about what God's done in his life, uh, especially as a young person. And I believe that God kind of hit you when you were young yep. and called you when you were young. And, um, and then we're just going to see where the conversation goes from, from there. And, uh, we can talk a little bit about, you know, what you're doing at the school and just what you're doing personally. I know you preach a lot, you go and you, you visit places at youth groups and things like that. So if you guys are looking for like a evangelist to come in or, you know, he's your guy. Um, to a youth group, not to a youth group, or your church. You'll, I, mean, you, you, I mean, young adults ministry, right? Like, it yeah. Just, yeah. Well, yeah, it'd be weird if they just contacted and been like, "Hey, can you come to my house at eleven <laughs> thirty? Well, 
if you, you have what? seven I, kids, I have, it I makes sense. It makes sense. It. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that, that does work, I guess. Like, he's willing to come to make a house call. Sure. Yeah. Um, like an exorcist. <laughs> and if you're, if you have a kid or you yourself are interested in, in going to school, going to Bible college, uh, he's also the person to contact for that. So that is quite literally your job, it, right? It so is my job. Yeah. yeah. So it's just twofold, right? Um, but we've had him up at Refuge at, at our youth ministry and our, our students love him. And um, although one, I will share a story. <laughs> one <laughs> did say he got in our car, we were picking him up one week and he goes, well, this week I got out of the shower and I was, <laughs> I was sitting there and imagine my surprise when I see Lexi's in a relationship with Josh. <laughs> That, that was and, he, and he said, and I just sat there shocked. And then I called another student. And we were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I know who that student was. Yeah. I do now. I mean, you were a part of the conversation. The so, yeah. Yeah. So, so mm. the way this is going to work, we'll ask you questions. You ask us questions. Yeah. Let's do it. And then maybe. Just a conversation. Just a conversation. So. Yeah. Mm. You can begin with a question because I don't have any. All right. Well, I'd love to hear your testimony and how you got saved, when, and just yeah. the details around it. That's a good place to start. Yeah. So I, I thank you guys for um, this opportunity. And, and I love I love podcasts like this because I did get saved at 12. And um, it's, it's incredible because what God is doing in this generation, um, it starts by uh, being led by an example. And mm -hmm. so every time I preach, I'm not where I am because of me, I am where I am because of the people that invested into me. Mm. So this podcast is so important. And so um, how I ended up where I am is because I got saved at 12 and uh, got baptized uh, in water and the Holy Spirit. So 12 was a very significant Amen. age for me. And so I actually uh, became a youth pastor at 17 because of how impactful uh, my mentors were in my life. And mm just the difficult situations, the struggles, we need leaders and people to invest into us. Amen. And so that's why I get to do what I'm doing today, um, recruiting for North Point Bible College and uh, traveling to different youth ministries, encouraging them, because I know the significance that if I didn't have who I had in my life, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so how I ended up at North Point actually was kind of funny where um, I was 16 years old, I was at a campus experience, and I was passionate about Jesus, but I didn't know what it meant to be called by God. Mm -hmm. I had a sense, meaning I, I knew that I was made for more. I was made for something significant. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage those that are watching this, that being called by God doesn't just mean preaching, doesn't just mean being a pastor. Yeah, it means uh, you could be a doctor, a lawyer, just having the presence of God wherever you are. That is the call. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to kind of, I'm going to piggy, piggyback, sideway track, rabbit hole, however you want to call it. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is um, Exodus 35, talking about Bezalel, that he was anointed by God to be a craftsman. Mm -hmm. And so I always talk about that story because so many people, they feel less than or insignificant because they're not preaching or they're not ministering, but that is your ministry. Amen. And the word ministry is serving, and mm -hmm. you do that anywhere. Yeah. So uh, how I got how I got to North Point actually was I went to a campus experience, felt like God called me to the school, but I didn't end up there until five years later. So I was 16 at the time. I got there at 21, and I never wanted to go to college because I felt like I was not smart enough or I felt like I couldn't do it. And uh, one significant thing that has happened is wherever God calls you, there's always um, purpose behind it. Mm. So when I ended up at North Point, I also met you guys. I 
um, learned more. I grew in my relationship with Jesus as much as I complain about it sometimes because school is hard. It's mm-hmm. difficult, but you have to do hard things sometimes sure. so that you can mature and grow. Yeah. So that's kind of a, I was 12, got saved. I knew ministry was uh, the direction. I didn't know what ministry looked like. I was a CNA at one point. So I worked mm-hmm. with, I worked in nursing homes, worked with individuals that were elderly and cared for them physically. Then I worked with individuals with disabilities, mm-hmm. um, people that were looking for jobs and just people to help them. Mm. And then um, I worked in, uh, I was a bucket boy at a uh, ice cream shop. Mm -hmm. So all of those were ministries to me. I I did get to preach. I did get to minister, but um, just bringing Jesus wherever you go, that's true ministry. So, so, so how was the gospel introduced to you? You're 12 years old, set, lay that picture down. What, what did that look like? It was like a who, what, when, where? Yeah. So, um, the gospel, the, the statistics say that you have to hear the gospel seven times to sure. accept it. So it wasn't a suddenly for me. It was a transaction multiple times with people that just loved me and mm. talked about Jesus. So it wasn't that I was at a service and I raised my hand and accepted Jesus. That happens and I see it mm-hmm. all the time. Sure. Um, but for me, it was asking questions. It was working through fears and insecurities. And so to hear about Jesus, that it's not just a God that I have to please or look for, but it's a God that looked for me. Mm-hmm. It was a God yeah. that pursued me and recognize it was it was so incredible because when I was 12, I recognized that there's something not that there's something wrong with me, but I'm not I'm not good in my own self mm-hmm. or that right. my thoughts are just they're, they're not good thoughts or my behaviors are not good behaviors. But when I heard about Jesus who says, I love you anyway, and I heard about Jesus. Jesus, mm-hmm. who said, I'm going to come to me all who weary or in heavy burden, and I will give you rest. I needed rest. Mm-hmm. I was 12 years old, and I had a hole in my heart. I had I was doing activities, baseball, soccer, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, but I had a hole in my heart. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I met Jesus himself, and it wasn't this big vision. It wasn't this big supernatural experience. It was a peace that filled my heart. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of how we're talking today. It was building relationship sure. over 11 years. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's we just had a student who shared his testimony, and that was what his his thing was too. Is that he had a he had a lot of hurts. Yeah, yeah, and he couldn't he couldn't figure out how to how to heal himself, and he couldn't figure out how to get rid of those hurts. But it yeah. was, it was so oftentimes like when we do ministry, mm. people get the idea that like to preach the gospel, and and it is true. It's true. There's a gospel. The gospel is repentance. Yeah. But the gospel is good news. Yes. Amen. Yep. So, so when when someone's hurting, when someone's broken, and Jesus is calling to them, come to me. Yeah. He, the issue he's dealing with is like it's like the woman who was caught in adultery, right? Yeah. They bring her out. Her sins are evident. Yeah. Mm. But what does Jesus say? He doesn't say you need to repent of your sins right now. Yep. He looks at everybody else and says, "You without sin, cast the first stone, and no one yeah. throws a stone." And then what does Jesus say? Mm. He says. Go and sin no more. Yeah. Amen. He says, no one condemns you. Yeah. I don't condemn you. Yeah. Go That's and good. sin no more. And so oftentimes we get it where we have to like just, they have to repent. They have to repent. They have to, no, they have to meet Jesus. Yes. That's right. Yeah. They have to meet Jesus. Right. Because when they meet Jesus, he lines everything right perfect. So true. And uh, and yeah. so it's not overstepping that. And it's awesome that someone came along, or I don't know if someone came along. You never said. A, a, I said, a couple people, couple people came along. along. So my parents actually, um, I had incredible parents, and they loved me. They encouraged me. Um, and, and one thing I talk about is at one point we were um, Christian uh, I'm sorry, we were Easter and uh, Christmas Christians. Sure. So we only went to church very irregularly. Right. Um, 
But what was incredible was when I was going through my most uh, difficult seasons of just trying to find out who I was, even at 12, I was like, who am I? Why mm. am I here on the earth? And I feel like some of you are going to watch this and you're asking those very questions. There are answers. Right. Um, Amen. It is a process though. And so it took me 11 years to get bold and confident and in love with Jesus. It didn't just happen overnight. Sure. Um, but again, it was God pursuing me. Mm. Even when I walked away a couple of times, I didn't completely turn away and, and do you know all these different things, but my heart wasn't um, given fully to God. So it was a process of daily recognizing I need Jesus today as yeah. much as I need him yesterday. So yeah. there's another interesting story there that because you said you used to go to church yeah. Christmas and Easter and yeah. just because I have hidden knowledge that the viewers don't have is your parents actually are serving in ministry? They're, they're pastors now. So yeah. it, was, it was, they actually got ordained when I got ordained. So my dad got Amen. ordained as a pastor when I was 17 and he was always doing ministry, but he was never recognized for what God truly yeah. called him sure. to do. Amen. And so that was a really special moment because my dad, he was serving under me as a youth leader as I was a youth pastor. Wow. Oh, wow. So the humility that my dad carried yeah. and I never recognized wow. it fully. And so even just a couple months ago where my parents, they, they did so much for me to, to push me forward. And that's what parents do their platforms for their children and so what's really cool is i'm learning that i get to be the platform for the next generation that's right so it's not that you establish something and then the next generation destroys it no they <laughs> build upon it yeah and so that's what we get to do in this generation yeah yeah and that's we've actually that's been our kind of testimony is that mm -hmm. the ground that we plow yes. is stuff that our kids never have to plow again yeah right and that's that's the mindset not just of so as a family, that's our mindset, right? Yeah. So I, we're taking steps that our kids, and we're fighting battles that our kids will never have to battle, Amen. never have to yeah. plow because we've done it for them. Right. Yeah. So all right. they get to do is build off of what we have. They get right. to they get to build their families and their ministries yes. off of where, how far we've gone with yeah. them mm. and how much we're willing to take them with us. Yeah. Because you can leave them in the, in the dust. You right. can say, this is my ministry, which and happens a lot of times. I, I was going to say, that's been like traditionally in, mm. in our Western churches, we've seen a lot of that. I mean, you can scroll on social media and you can see where people talk about you know they're um deconstructing their faith and they grew up going to church and, and all of these things but there was a disconnect there between god's spirit yeah and versus uh behavior modification and mm. just going to church and things like that and so that's one of our goals in what we're doing with our kids and what we're doing here yeah. is is to connect that to connect god's spirit and mm. and teach you know impartation and, and teaching that it's not it's never about behavior modification yeah. or control or just having good kids or having good kids who go to church or having good mm -hmm. adult children who go to church. That's not what we're about. We're about children who are passionately following Jesus and where they're called to go and knowing him and being filled with the spirit. Well, that's, that's also a big part of what we've been saying too, is that, um, the behavior modification, we can, you can correct behavior. Yeah. So the schools try to do that all the time. Sure. They, yeah. To the best of their ability. Yeah. Now, sometimes yeah. they're terrible. Yeah. And we see the, the results of that. But as parents, we can do behavior modification or we can see the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one has an eternal effect and yeah. one is not just a moment. Yeah. So if a kid is doing something wrong and you just do behavior modification, not saying that you don't correct. Yeah. Or yeah. discipline. Yeah. But that you, but, but if that's the only goal of parenting is just yeah. to raise kids that don't go to jail. Yeah. Right. Then that, then you're going to get the fruit of that and yeah. they're not going to be serving God. And they're not going to go to church. But Jonathan Shellsworth was just preaching on this the other day. Mm. And it has to do with Tiff, your boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite, one of my favorite bosses. Yeah, yeah, just in case he watches this, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, he's one of our, he's very, like I was telling you last night, he's very dear to us. But he yeah. was saying that his parents 
moved from the town that they lived in, in the city that they lived in, in the state that they lived in, to go to a church that was spirit-filled because it was so important for their kids to to know the Holy Spirit and to love the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And and he was saying, what he was telling his viewers was he was like, if you're not in that church now, then maybe it's time for you to to think about transitioning to a church where your kids can know the spirit That's because right. the spirit brings the fruit. The That's spirit right. is yeah. what is what equips yeah. the spirit okay. is does all that work that you can't do as a person. Yeah. He's the yeah. he's the heart transformer. Yes. Mm. Not the behavior modificator. Yes. So he doesn't just change the the he doesn't just change actions by discipline. Yeah. He changes heart which changes lives, yeah. which changes That's right. action. That's, right. That's actually part of my testimony. So if you don't read the Bible, I encourage you, read the Bible because there's so many incredible stories that um, the Pharisees, okay? The Pharisees were the religious people of the day. So technically, I'm a religious person of the day, what I'm doing. Yeah. And so how I ended up at North Point actually was kind of funny where um, I was 16 years old, I was at a campus experience, and I was passionate about Jesus, but I didn't know what it meant to be called by God. Mm-hmm. I had a sense, meaning I, I knew that I was made for more. I was made for something significant. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage those that are watching this, that being called by God doesn't just mean preaching, doesn't just mean being a pastor. Yeah, it means uh, you could be a doctor, a lawyer. Just having the presence of God wherever you are, that is the call. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to kind of, I'm going to piggy, piggyback, sideway track, rabbit hole, however you want to call it. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is um, Exodus 35, talking about Bezalel, that he was anointed by God to be a craftsman. Mm-hmm. And so I always talk about that story because so many people, they feel less than or insignificant because they're not preaching or they're not ministering, but that is your ministry. Amen. And the word ministry is serving mm-hmm. and you do that anywhere. Yeah. So uh, how I got, how I got to North point actually was I went to a campus experience, felt like God called me to the school, but I didn't end up there until five years later. So I was 16 at the time I got there at 21 and I never wanted to go to college because I felt like I was not smart enough or I felt like I couldn't do it. And uh, one significant thing that has happened is wherever God calls you, there's always um, purpose behind it. Mm. So when I ended up at North Point, I also met you guys. I um, learned more. I grew in my relationship with Jesus as much as I complain about it sometimes because school is hard. It's mm-hmm. difficult, but you have to do hard things sometimes sure. so that you can mature and grow. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, I was 12, got saved. I knew ministry was uh, the direction. I didn't know what ministry looked like. I was a CNA at one point. So I worked mm-hmm. with I worked in nursing homes worked with individuals that were elderly and cared for them physically. Then I worked with individuals with disabilities, mm-hmm. um, people that were looking for jobs and just people to help them. Mm-hmm. And then um, I worked in, uh, a, I was a bucket boy at a uh, ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. So all of those were ministries to me. Sure. I, I did get to preach. I did get to minister. But um, just bringing Jesus wherever you go, that's mm-hmm. your ministry. Yeah. So. So, so how was the gospel introduced to you? You're yeah. 12 years old. Set, lay that picture down. What, what did that look like? It was like a who, what, when, where. Yeah. So um, the gospel, the, the statistics say that you have to hear the gospel seven times to sure. accept it. So it wasn't a suddenly for me. It was a transaction multiple times with people that just loved me and mm. talked about Jesus. So it wasn't that I was at a service and I raised my hand and accepted Jesus. That happens and I see mm-hmm. it all the time. Sure. Um, but for me, it was asking questions. It was working through fears and insecurities. 
And so to hear about Jesus, that it's not just a God that I have to please or look for, but it's a God that looked for me. Mm-hmm. It was a God yeah. that pursued me and recognize it was, it was so incredible because when I was 12, I recognized that there's something, not that there's something wrong with me, but I'm not, I'm not good in my own self mm-hmm. or that right. my thoughts are just, they're, they're not good thoughts or my behaviors are not good behaviors. But when I heard about Jesus who says, I love you anyway, and I heard about Jesus Jesus, who said, I'm going to come to me all who weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. I needed rest. Mm. I was 12 years old, and I had a hole in my heart. I had I was doing activities, baseball, soccer, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, but I had a hole in my heart. Mm. And it wasn't until I met Jesus himself, and it wasn't this big vision. It wasn't this big supernatural experience. It was a peace that filled my heart. Mm. And it was just kind of how we're talking today. It was building relationship sure. over 11 years. Yeah. So. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's we just had a student who shared his testimony, and that was what his his thing was too. Is that it, he had a he had a lot of hurts. Yeah, yeah. And he couldn't he couldn't figure out how to how to heal himself, and he couldn't figure out how to get rid of those hurts. But it yeah. was so oftentimes, like when we do ministry, mm. people get the idea that like to preach the gospel, and and it is true. It's true. There's a gospel. The gospel is repentance. Yeah. But the gospel is good news. Yes. Amen. Yep. So, so when when someone's hurting, when someone's broken, and Jesus is calling to them, come to me. Yeah. He, the issue he's dealing with is like it's like the woman who was caught in adultery, right? Yeah. They bring her out. Her sins are evident. Yeah. Mm. But what does Jesus say? He doesn't say you need to repent of your sins right now. Yep. He looks at everybody else and says, "You without sin, cast the first stone, and no one yeah. throws a stone." And then what does Jesus say? Mm. He says. Go and sin no more. Yeah. He says, no one condemns you. Yeah. I don't condemn you. Yeah. Go That's and good. sin no more. And so oftentimes we get it where we have to like just, they have to repent. They have to repent. They have to, No, they have to meet Jesus. Yes. That's right. Yeah. They have to meet Jesus. Right. Mm. Because when they meet Jesus, he lines everything right perfect. So true. And, uh, and yeah. so it's not overstepping that. And it's awesome that someone came along. Or I don't know if someone came along. You never said. A, a, I said, a couple people. Couple people came along. Along. So my parents actually, um, I had incredible parents, and they loved me. They encouraged me. Um, and and one thing I talk about is at one point we were um, Christian. Uh, I'm sorry, we were Easter and uh, Christmas Christians. Sure. So we only went to church very irregularly. Right. Um, but what was incredible was when I was going through my most uh, difficult seasons of just trying to find out who I was. Even at 12, I was like. Who am I? Why mm. am I here on the earth? And I feel like some of you are going to watch this and you're asking those very questions. There are answers. Right. Um, Amen. It is a process, though. And so it took me 11 years to get bold and confident and in love with Jesus. It didn't just happen overnight. Sure. Um, but again, it was God pursuing me. Mm. Even when I walked away a couple of times, I didn't completely turn away and, and do you know all these different things. But my heart wasn't um, given fully to God. So it was a process of daily recognizing I need Jesus today as yeah. much as I need him yesterday. So right. there's another interesting story there that because you said you used to go to church yeah. Christmas and Easter and yeah. just because I have hidden knowledge that the viewers don't have is your parents actually are serving in ministry? They're, they're pastors now. So yeah. it, was, it was they actually got ordained when I got ordained. So my dad got Amen. ordained as a pastor when I was 17. And he was always doing ministry, but he was never recognized for what God yeah. truly called him sure. to do. Amen. And so that was a really special moment because my dad, he was serving under me as a youth leader as I was a youth pastor. Wow. Oh, wow. So the humility that my dad carried, yeah. and I never recognized wow. it fully. And so even just a couple months ago, 
where my parents, they, they did so much for me to, to push me forward. And that's what parents do. Amen. They're platforms for their children. And so what's really cool is I'm learning that I get to be the platform for the next generation. That's right. So it's not that you establish something and then the next generation destroys it. No, they <laughs> build upon it. Yeah. And so that's what we get to do in this generation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, we've actually, that's been our kind of testimony is that mm-hmm. the ground that we plow yes. is stuff that our kids never have to plow again. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the mindset, not just of, so as a family, that's our mindset, right? Yeah. So I, we're taking steps that our kids, and we're fighting battles that our kids will never have to battle, Amen. never have to yeah. plow because we've done it for them. Right. Yeah. So all right. they get to do is build off of what we have. They get, right. to, they get to build their families and their ministries yes. off of how far we've gone with yeah. them mm-hmm. and how much we're willing to take them with us. Because yeah. you can leave them in the, in the dust. You right. can say, this is my ministry, which and happens a lot of times. I, I was going to say, that's been like traditionally in, mm. in our Western churches, we've seen a lot of that. I mean, you can can scroll on social media and you can see where people talk about, you know, they're um, deconstructing their faith and they grew up going to church and, and all of these things, but there was a disconnect there between God's spirit yeah. and versus uh, behavior modification and mm. just going to church and things like that. And so that's one of our goals in what we're doing with our kids and what we're doing here yeah. is is to connect that, to connect God's spirit mm. and and teach, you know, impartation and, and teaching that it's not, it's never about behavior modification yeah. or control or just having good kids or having good kids who go to church or having good mm-hmm. adult children who go to church. That's not what we're about. We're about children who are passionately following Jesus and where they're called to go and knowing him and being filled with the spirit. Well, that's, that's also a big part of what we've been saying too, is that um, the behavior modification, we can, you can correct behavior. Yeah. The so schools try to do that all the time sure. they, yeah. to the best of their ability. Yeah. Now, sometimes yeah. they're terrible. Yeah. And we see the, the results of that. But as parents, we can do behavior modification or we can see the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one has an eternal effect and yeah. one is not just a moment. Yeah. So if a kid is doing something wrong and you just do behavior modification, not saying that you don't correct. Yeah. Or yeah. discipline. Yeah. But that you, but, but if that's the only goal of parenting is just yeah. to raise kids that don't go to jail. Yeah. Right. Then that, then you're going to get the fruit of that and yeah. they're not going to be serving God. And they're not going to go to church. But Jonathan Shellsworth was just preaching on this the other day. Mm. And it has to do with Tiff, your boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, my favorite, one of my favorite bosses. Yeah, yeah just in case he watches this, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, he's one of our, he's very, like I was telling you last night, he's very dear to us. But he yeah. was saying that his parents moved from the town that they lived in, in the city that they lived in, in the state that they lived in, to go to a church yeah. that was spirit-filled because it was so important for their kids yes. to, to know the Holy Spirit and to love the Spirit. Yeah. yeah. And and he was saying, his what he was telling his viewers was he was like, if you're not in that church now, yeah. then maybe it's time for you to to think about transitioning to a church where your kids can know the Spirit That's because right. the Spirit brings the fruit. The That's Spirit right. is yeah. what is what equips. Yeah. The Spirit okay. is does all that work that you can't do as a person. Yeah, he's the yeah. he's the heart transformer. Yes, mm-hmm. not the behavior modificator. Yes, so he doesn't just change the the he doesn't just change actions by discipline. Yeah. he changes heart, which changes lives. Yeah, which yeah. changes That's right. action. That's, right. That's actually part of my testimony. So. If you don't read the Bible, I encourage you, read the Bible because there's so many incredible stories that um, the Pharisees, okay? The Pharisees were the religious people of the day. So technically, I'm a religious person of the day. Context. I'm a pastor, okay? And so in that, 
I was doing all the right things that look good on the outside. But Jesus says that you are like a whitewashed tomb with no substance. Yeah. So I was pastoring and I was talking about Jesus, but I was empty on the inside yeah. for part of my ministry. Yeah. And so until you get filled with the Holy Spirit and until you have that encounter with God on a regular basis, it's like drinking water one day and thinking you'll be okay the rest of your life. No, yeah. we depend on the Holy Spirit. That's right. And so when I was doing ministry, my testimony is I, I operated out of a, a religious spirit, which means that I was my behaviors looked good. I was going to church. I was sure. praying. But I was struggling with pornography. I was struggling with anger. I was mm. struggling with pride. Yeah. And I was doing all these things on the inside. And again, on the outside, everybody thought I was okay. Right. I was dying inside yeah. because yeah. of my sin. Right. And so I just want to encourage somebody that's watching this also that you don't have to live a double life. Yeah. You can live Amen. a life of Amen. what you are in public is what right. you are in private. And that's why this this podcast and your ministry is so blessed is because you live lives as same as you are in public as you are in private. Mm -hmm. And I get to sh testify that I've seen, even this morning, we did family devotions, mm -hmm. which means mm -hmm. is they just sat with the kids and the kids were going a little crazy. But, oh, but it was Pastor, a calm morning. It, it was a calm morning. <laughs> <laughs> if that was a calm morning. No, God it, was, you guys. it was a calm morning. So Pastor Jason just read the word and, and gave encouragement. And so I see the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to encourage somebody that's watching, you don't have to live a double life. So. Amen. What you were saying about the, the Pharisees, um, I always, one of my favorite par parables that Jesus tells mm. is he talks about the Pharisee and the tax collector. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so uh, the Pharisee goes into the temple with the tax collector and he's praying. He's like, God, I thank you that I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of everything I got. <laughs> and then so he looks good. over and he says, and I'm not like that one, That's the right. tax collector who's yeah. a sinner, yeah. but I do everything right in according to the law and all those other things. And then this says that the tax collector was sitting there just beating his chest. Yeah. Mm. Saying, God, have mercy on me, yeah. a sinner. And, he, and Jesus right. says, you know which Amen. one went home righteous? Yeah. The tax collector. That's yeah. right. And, uh, but with your, what you just said and kind of with that parable, it takes the striving off. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of, just being in ministry for so long, there's a lot of pressure that can come on to do it right, to look right. Yes. Right. And so it becomes this, this earthly kingdom that you're building with your own hands mm. and it can become yeah. hard. Yeah. And it can become uh, tedious. Yep. And even with parenting, it can be like that too. Oh, yeah. Where it seems like you're just kind of spinning in the mud, but you got to make it look good. The family unit has to look good. Yeah. And so you don't want to, I used to say it's like putting on a mask. Yeah. We live Halloween Christianity. We yeah. put a mask on, everything's okay. And then we go back to our regular worlds and everything's falling apart. Yeah. You put on the smiles, you put on all that stuff. Mm. But, but when the spirit's involved, yeah. it takes the striving off. Because yeah. it's God who builds. Yeah. Right. It's Amen. God who's establishing. Yeah. It's God who's equipping. It's God mm. who's calling. It's God who's anointing and giving you the words to speak. Yeah. Mm. So I bet you you found in your ministry now that you could prepare a sermon a lot faster. And when you go to yeah. preach it, it might not even be the sermon that God wants you to speak. And then something will come to, to yeah. mind yeah. and you'll speak what God has instilled. Yeah. So I work for a Bible college and I probably shouldn't confess this, but um, I, I don't spend hours uh, structuring a sermon because when you have a living relationship with the Holy Spirit, you need to study. You need to prepare. Sure. That's not what I'm saying. But structuring, so many people think I have to do an ABC sermon. No, you have to live a lifestyle ready to preach the gospel That's and right. ready to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, wherever you go and so even as we we're preparing for this podcast my preparation wasn't how can I, what can I say how can I say it how can I look good yeah. my preparation my preparation was 
Holy Spirit, let's have fun today. Let's talk right. today. Let's Amen. connect today. Right. And we're flowing. Right. Yeah. And so, and sometimes I don't always do that because my, my mind says I have to control it. But when you live a life of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to be in control. There's a partnership. There's an ease to it. And yeah. I have this, I have this saying is if you find your purpose and you find your function, you find your flow. Yeah. So when you finally get content in who you are in Jesus, not having to live a perfect life because that's what Jesus did, mm -hmm. yeah. but tr he traded his perfect life for our sin and he became sin, the Bible says, and he bore our sin and our sickness Amen. on the cross. That's the gospel. We were just yeah. talking about what the gospel was today, but it doesn't stop there that he died for us. He rose for us and he's interceding for us at yeah. the right hand of the father. We were just talking about that this morning. Yeah. So when we finally get a full picture, we talk about the word revelation what does the word revelation mean it's an unfolding it's an a greater understanding mm. that you can see the same thing over and over and over again but then all of a sudden there's like a light that yep. comes on yeah and so that's what god that's what living mm. a life of the spirit looks like and so that's what i love doing yeah i've, I've heard i've read i've done a lot of preaching books i've had to read a lot of preaching books. yeah, yeah. we have and, a lot of preaching and i have books. a lot yes. of preaching <laughs> books and the one thing i find about most preaching books is they are boring yes oh my yeah. gosh but anyways that's, God bless you all my Bible teachers. college teachers who <laughs> yeah. are like, I, I taught that class. <laughs> yeah. And to you and who wrote, place for it. And to you who wrote the it. books, God bless you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but what, I, what I've always read is that it takes like 10 hours yeah. to come up with a 20-minute sermon or an hour yeah. of service. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, that, that, that's a lot of time yeah. to be dedicated to a one-hour event. But the Bible calls us to be ready in season and out right. of season. Always right. be ready. Yeah. To give a testimony of the hope you have in Christ Jesus, right. is what yeah. it says. Yeah. And so having that that spirit enabled and and hearing the voice, yeah, right, it, it equips you in every situation. So as a pastor, it equips you to preach. It equips, yeah. it equips you to teach. Yeah. Um, it, and and like the Bible says, um, it says, don't worry about when you go before authorities or yeah. people in power. It says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and He'll give you the words to speak. Mm. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it. And we see that with Paul and we see that with John. But that's also the same in ministry, like as pastors. Yeah. But also. He equips us even as parents. Yeah. Mm. He, yeah. He, the, it's not. That's right. Oftentimes we sub, we sub, we make subcategories of where God can move or yeah. boxes of where That's God good. can move in our life. Yeah. But it's not that. It's, it's God wants to be moving in us all the time. time. You can right. be a spirit led parent. Yeah. Right. Amen. Because as we said earlier in the last episode that we didn't post yet when this is coming out. It, it'll, be, it'll be posted. It will be posted. Yeah. Just so you know, that's how far behind we are. Uh, little inside. It's God's time. It's inside baseball right here. It's God's time. Um, but, uh, but we said that it's, it's parenting. Uh, you're a Christian first. Yeah. That's right. So you're a Christ follower. Before I'm a, a husband, I'm a Christ follower. Yeah. Right. Before Amen. I'm a dad, I'm a Christ follower. Before I'm a pastor, I'm a Christ follower. Yeah. Before I'm a U.S. citizen who votes um, for presidents, yeah. I'm a I'm a Christ follower. And yeah. that has to be the way it is in the structure of your life. Yeah. That it's God first and then everything flows out of that relationship with God. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, so on Sunday, um, I was having a conversation with somebody who has permission to speak into my life and, and into my children's life. Mm. And they and they said, I, I'm, I recognize something. Mm. And they just mentioned it. And it was something that it, it dropped in my spirit. And I knew it was something that I needed to 
talk about with mm. with one of our kids. It was something that it was just like an immediate. And so when I had the opportunity and the, the child just came into my room and we were discussing what they had been, you know, doing for the day and the Holy Spirit, I was able to just go right into mm. that conversation and address and it was right on and it was hitting the points that we needed to hit. Wow. But I was able to minister to, to my child's heart and that I was able, we were able to connect and it was just, I mean, I, I was in, I was sick all, all day yesterday. I was in bed all day, but I was able to connect with this child in my room, not very long, but able to have like that moment. And so I think about that, like when we think of parenting, when we think of like, um, it doesn't always have to be like, well, you know, we're going to mark the calendar to have a conversation about this. Like sometimes the, uh, what we need to be obedient and we need to be hearing the spirit on when we need to address things or when we need to talk about things or when we need to just, you know, connect with our child's heart, because that's something that, that needs to be done often. We need to be feeding their little hearts and having connection with them and having them feel connected with us. So that way the conversation just flows. But anyway, that, that's, that's what that just reminded me of is, is being ready in season now. And sometimes things come up in our kids' lives and we need to, we also need to have the ability to address those things. And we need to be led by the spirit and be filled with the spirit to address those things. Cause if we try to do it out of our own flesh, then, then that's, you know, where our mouths tend to get us in trouble. And the one thing that we've come, we're trying to navigate too is to be parents who hear the spirit and don't just be reactive. Yeah. Um, yeah, be, and that, and we, I mean, that's been our life for a long time is reactive parenting, mm-hmm. and it's something that we, we are naturally very reactive people, so mm-hmm. we have to con- continually arm ourselves and be proactive against that. It's almost like a twelve step program. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you have to admit, yeah, things, in, yes. the the, the, yeah. the the things that you have that you need to let go, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so, and that's humility, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So we're called to to outdo one another in humility. That's yeah. what that's what the right. epistles say. Paul yeah. writes that. But the the other thing is is it's humility is to say like God, I struggle with anger. Yeah. yeah. And so, please take it from me. right. Yeah. That's right. And acknowledging it, and it, and it, and sometimes it's not overnight because because right. when some things are habit, it takes a while. But sometimes it is overnight. Sometimes yeah. God gives you the spirit of joy, and so when bad things happen to you, your car blows up. You're just like happy as could be on cloud nine, <laughs> skipping with the Holy Spirit. But but when things continue to happen, like in family, yeah. it's an acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah. And so so for us, one thing that we did we. We're sharing with you now. Yeah. If you want to get married and yeah. have kids, maybe this is wisdom for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you're single and, and you want to get married, this is the podcast for you too. Because um, we'll share wisdom. Yes. Um, but one thing that we did was was humility was a big part of it. So it, as a parent, you can take the authoritative role and say, I'm the parent. I'm the one in charge. So I'm always right. right. This is my kingdom. So. I'm the king. Yeah. And you are my peasants. You listen to what I say. Right. But that's not biblical. Yeah. No. And that's not showing them the heart of Christ. Right. Yeah. And that's not showing them the love of Christ. And that's not pointing them to Christ. Yeah. So one thing that we started doing, which is, is humility, is when we mess up. So we, we are human. Yeah. And sometimes we respond in anger because we're frustrated. Yeah. But to go back to them and say, do you forgive me? Yeah. Is showing them the importance of, being, of, 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 of what the gospel is. It's to say, I'm not perfect. Jesus is, and I'm sorry I messed up. Mm-hmm. You're, my, you're not just my child, yeah. but you're my brother and sister in Christ, and I need to make right with you what I made wrong. And to not like lay the blame on them too, because like as parents, it's easy to, to do that. It's easy to be like, well, I'm sorry I lost my cool, but, but you were doing X, Y, and Z. Like, it's like, it's 
the child right there. <laughs> so we're all like this. Uh, it, it's easy to do that, but as a parent, and also like take, you know, sometimes like we need to just take on things, and it might truly be the child's fault, but just saying, you know what, I was wrong in how I handled this, and yeah. leaving it at that, and not and not and not laying the blame or like half apologizing or like. Well, that's in that forgiveness, right? When Jesus yeah. is teaching. He says, "You forgive, not be, you forgive because you have been forgiven." Yeah, mm. that's that's the motive behind it. It doesn't ever say that you're going to get the restitution you want from that person. Yeah. That's right. So when Christ is on the cross, yeah. and he says, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." He's not seeking the restitution of all the people who just nailed him there to be like, "Oh man, maybe we just messed up." Yeah. <laughs> but he's it's his it's 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 his ministry. He's saying, yeah. he's saying, "Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing." Yeah. And so to for us, and I'm I'm using this as a, as personal mm. so because that's something that we actually do yeah right. we actually try we to try. implement is that when we mess up is to acknowledge that you did something wrong don't yeah. try to br- sweep it over yeah. because there's two things that are at work right I'm, i keep leaning off the screen but there's two things that are at work two fingers not one um <laughs> and that is uh and that is that there's there's um there's condemnation from the devil yeah Right, and, then, and that's when you mess up, and he says, "Look how stupid you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't get this right. You're mm-hmm. always going to be messing up. This is who you are. That's condemnation. Yeah. And we know that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ yeah. Jesus. But the Spirit we know has the ministry of conviction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now conviction is different, and they're very close. Yeah. So and they come at the same time. Yeah. Condemnation says you're stupid. You just messed up. You're never going to amount to anything. This is who you're going to be. You're always going to struggle with this because mm-hmm. you keep messing up with it. Conviction mm-hmm. is the Holy Spirit saying." You're better than this. Yeah, yeah let's get done. You need yeah. to figure out who it's, it's. It's really pulling you up to who you are in right. Christ. Amen. Yeah. And so, if you can work out a conviction of the Holy Spirit, then you're going to work out those flaws in those areas of your life that are mm. issues. Yeah. And so, it's empowering. It's good. So, it's empowering because it's identifying the issues that you need to work on. Mm. It's not saying that those are your labels. It's saying this is something that you just tripped over. You identified it. Now take it off. Yeah. And put on. Right. I would say self. I would say con- condemnation is identity. Mm. It's, well, trying to, it's trying to say like um yeah. it's who you, you know, are this is who you are and i think and i think conviction is a calling to a new identity in christ Amen. that's mm, that's yeah. what i was that's kind of the the when paul says to take off the old self yeah and put on the new he, that means that you've been empowered yeah. to identify the things that don't belong there and you've been empowered to take them off and put on the new and the so, scripture says that godly sorrow leads to repentance so repentance doesn't mean i'm sorry it doesn't mean saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Repentance is saying, I acknowledge that this is where I'm at, but I want to change my thinking. And that's mm. a choice. Yeah, And is. so a lot of us, even as in ministry, we can believe a lie for so long that we're going in a certain direction and the Lord gives a certain correction. And mm. the Bible says he disciplines us because he loves, loves us. us. Right. Now, discipline doesn't mean punishment harshly, but it means helping the, the child recognize that if you keep going in this direction, it's going to end badly for you. Right. Yeah. So It's discipleship. It's discipleship. Yeah. So what repentance does is he, he kind of helps turn us, right? And the Bible also talks about a potter and a clay. And so he's molding us, he's shaping us, and this is a lifelong process. And for those that are that are young adults in this in this season, I'm going to speak real quickly on what does it mean to be humble as a child and recognizing that um, you hit a certain age 
and you have to take responsibility. I feel like a lot of people blame their parents. Mm. And yeah. I mm. feel like a lot of people, they get stuck in something that God wants to remove them out of to bless them. But their stuckness is because they they reflect on what their parents did when they were growing up. And the reality of it is you just said it, we're all, we're all human. human. Yeah. And so as a child, recognizing that my parents were incredible, they had their moments of you know making me feel a certain way. But the reality of it is, is I'm now recognizing it's my choice of how I want to respond and talk about forgiveness, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's funny because I remember talking to my dad one one time about a year ago or two years ago now, and I said, it's not even worth having a relationship with you. Now, mind you, I'm in ministry serving God. And I said, dad, I don't want a relationship with you, mm-hmm. but it's by me recognizing it's not all his fault. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of it is also I was dealing with shame and sin and all these different things. The Bible says that sin separates us mm-hmm. and it causes us to run and hide. And it's funny because I've even had some um, encounters with certain relationships recently. And I want my old nature was run, hide, mm-hmm. forget about them. But that's not the gospel. The gospel is reconciliation right. where you're not going to be perfect at it. But it's you both recognize whatever type of relationship you're in, child to parent, uh, marriage, um, brother, sister, whatever it is, you have the ability to say, you know what? Perfection is not what we're striving for. Um, it's it's humbling ourselves and recognizing Jesus is going to heal us. Jesus is going to bring us through us. And it's funny because I've seen it happen with my parents. I've seen it happen with my brother. I have the most incredible relationship with them today. It's mm. not perfect. It's incredible. Amen. What that means is when we <laughs> fight. Now, check this out. One of my parents' way of disciplining us was um, to sit on the bed and say we're we're not leaving until we're saying we're sorry. And the funny part is at 23 and 25, we still do that today. <laughs> and so I want to encourage you, discipline doesn't mean hitting. Discipline Amen. doesn't mean That's yelling. Right. Yeah. Discipline means helping the child recognize what you did was wrong here. But again, it's not who you are. And there's, there's more um, pleasure, easier ways to help a person. And the Bible says, I'm going to use love. Love covers a multitude of sin. Amen. Love corrects, but also love in First Corinthians forgets. It doesn't keep a record of wrong, and sometimes we fail to do that. And right. so, anyway, I, I just I I'm very encouraged by you guys because you operate in the spirit of love, and it's not a spirit of perfection. I had a teacher tell me, <laughs> on this side, there's no perfection. Right. On this side of eternity, until we see Jesus face to face, there's no perfection. Right. That's right. For those, I'm just gonna capitalize on the audience. If you deal with um, feeling like you have to be perfect, or you feel like you have to do something right all the time. That's not that's not the gospel. The gospel could set you free even right Amen. now that you're free from a religious spirit that is telling you that I can't go to church because I'm not a certain way or that's I right. can't have a, a restored relationship with my parents or I can't have a restored mm. relationship with my whoever it is. I'm I'm decreeing and declaring over your life right now that there will be a peace and freedom that it's Jesus as you say Jesus enter into the situation it'll be completely changed Amen. in that's Jesus right. name. That's right. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you were talking about like a when you were talking there, the, the verse that came to my mind was uh, in John mm. chapter three, when he's talking to Nicodemus, he says, this is, yeah. this is it. Light has come into the world. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. light exposes. Amen. Yeah. And light, but it, the, the whole thing that, and what we get, we live in a society where, pe- where people pick out your flaws. Yeah. Yes. Then yeah. you just say, well, you're not perfect. Or yeah. at least I'm not like this person, but that's yeah. not what God has for you. Right. Yeah. More God right. is more yeah. to it than you just being better than Bob. Yes. Or better than the town drunk or something like that. He has, he has a calling on your life. Right. Yeah. And so when light comes and it exposes those things, there's two things that we can do. Yeah. 
we can shed back into the darkness, which is what he, he says in that verse. He says, the problem is that light came into the world, yeah. but people preferred the darkness yeah. and they preferred to stay in the darkness and do the things that they do in darkness. Yeah. But when we respond to the light, that's when the burden's lifted. Yeah. Mm. And the other thing of, of it too, is as, as we're talking about this, is there is oftentimes when it comes to our walk with Christ, and even when we share the gospel, people are like, well, I don't know if I'm there yet. Yeah. The problem is you're never going to be there yet. That's right. That's why Christ That's right. came. Yep. That's why Paul would say with the law, like when we tried to be righteous in our, of ourselves, we just found out we couldn't do any of it. Yep. And it made us all depressed and sad because we can't save ourselves. Well, I think I think when we think of like in calling, right, when we always think of like when people are like, well, I'm called to this, but I'm not ready yet. Like I'm yeah. not ready yet. I'm not, and, and don't get me wrong, training and education is, of course, incredibly important. Yeah. But especially when we're talking about our children mm. and we recognize a call in our child's <laughs> life and – and, and who they're supposed to be. A lot of it is like, well, someday they're going to do this and someday, like, no. Like, if you recognize a calling of evangelism in your child, bring them out to evangelize. Yes, you know, you, so you begin to cultivate it and to pour into it and, and to do it now instead of just, you know, waiting for the perfect moment because that, that perfect moment doesn't, doesn't come. It doesn't yeah. come. There's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be things in the way. There's always going to be things that are, are happening to prevent it because the enemy also seeks to kill and destroy. So he seeks to end the call or stop the call or prevent the call or prolong the call. Mm. That's so yeah. good. And it's funny you say that because I was 14 preaching. Mm. And so, um, again, I wouldn't be where I am without those that saw the call in my life. Yes. And I was a mess. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I had a sermon and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I had a sermon titled called Forever Under Christ's Kingdom. Okay. It's an acronym. Now, if you spell out the acronym, I'll let you figure out what the acronym is. So even when I preached and messed up and I did things wrong, they still gave me the space to mess up and, and yeah. to keep going and keep, keep pursuing Jesus. What was the thought process behind the acronym? Why did you I was pick 14. That? I was 14. <laughs> that? Yeah. And, and the, por the point of the acronym was that the world has a certain word. They have a certain meaning for that word, but God redeems the words. God redeems the meaning. And so that was my thought process at 14. Um, huh. But anyway, the point the point I'm saying Can is... Can you imagine if you would have put that on a PowerPoint on a shirt and <laughs> spelt out? Like, I think I did, I did, actually. Oh, you did? Oh, I wow. Did. So <laughs> I was bold. Um, and so... I recognized <laughs> that even when I was 17, some of the things I was preaching, I'm like, why did you give me a mic? But <laughs> at 23 and the boldness and the confidence that I have and the the anointing that I have is because people helped. Um, the, the Bible says it's like refining fire. Yeah. It purifies us. It, it causes us to shift and shift and shape into the image of Jesus. That's yeah. why God, iron sharpens iron, right? And so as parents, as leaders, as ministers, as we're beginning to sharpen one another, it hurts. It's a painful process, but God develops us to look more like Jesus. Okay. Did anybody talk to you about the uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. afterwards? Oh, like, yeah. Like, hey, I uh, got corrected. Yeah. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe don't oh, put that word up oh, on yeah. the screen. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. It, I'm not even. I'm not gonna make excuses. It was bad. It was bad That's time. so funny because because we have a student who preaches occasionally at yeah. refuge, and, and he's 15. And like this last time he preached, she was like. Here, look at my notes beforehand, and I was kind of like, "No, yeah, yeah. like you're fine." But now I feel like, okay, I, I will look at those notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's wisdom. It's very yeah, nice. yeah so. it is wisdom to uh, to be. And it's funny because it's like athletes, right? You don't you don't put an athlete that's going into the major leagues. You don't throw them out there by themselves and just no. There's strenuous. 
things that we have coaches, we have people around us to help, again, ship and, uh, shift and shape us. The disciples walked with Jesus for three years. That right. was their education. Right. That was their schooling. Now, the funny part was in one moment, one moment in a story with Peter, one moment Peter recognizes Jesus as the Messiah, the Son mm. of God, and then the next moment Christ rebukes him. Okay. He says, Satan, get behind me. Now, hold right. on a second. How can you... Um, how can you um, reward or say that was a good you did you said something really good there but then all of a sudden you're like Satan get behind me right. so the point right. in that is you're going to have moments of success and you're going to have moments that you fail hard yeah. but it's not about the it's not about the action so much as the journey and so mm -hmm. that it's all about are you willing to submit to the journey and say you know what I messed up here humility I messed up here, but I'm going to continue walking in the call. You don't run from it. Right. Don't hide from it because God will never trust you with the fullness of what he has for you is if you get offended at everybody, that one thing that somebody corrects you on. The other, the other aspect so, too, of it too is, um, is, is that we have the spirit. Yeah. And, um, and, and so like listening to the spirit and allowing the spirit to, 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 to be the guide of our life. Yeah. Mm. But, um, but I was actually going to say something else, and I forgot what I was going to say. That's why I started talking about that. Um, yeah, anyways, oh, it will come back to me, hopefully. Yeah. I thought it was good, but apparently not good enough to remember. If you keep talking, you might. If I keep, I don't have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> you, you might get there. Um, actually, it came back to me for a second, then it went away again. <laughs> I love that. So, so, Josh, what would be, like, three things to tell parents mm -hmm who are raising kids. So I, I guess like, hmm, I'm trying to think of the best way to word it. Kids who are passionately following Jesus, yeah. like give parents three tips to help those parents whose children are already passionately following Jesus. Yeah. Um, number one would be harness the passion um, because we so easily squash the passion, sure. even unintentionally. Sure. So you, you mentioned it. If a, if a kid's 12 and they say, I, I want to do evangelism, bring them with you. I give them opportunity to express that gift. Mm. So number one, harness the passion. Don't squash the passion. And you have to be very careful because my personality is I'm an encourager. I'm a talker. But I can get very negative and critical very quickly if I'm not paying attention. Mm. So for those that are watching this, that your normal personality is encouraging, uplifting, joyful. Um, if, a, if somebody expresses that your comment hurts them, um, think about them. Mm. Uh, because I've had people say to me, Josh, that wasn't very nice. And I was joking. And again, my personality is encouraging. Um, but it's about the person. So mm. I think that's that's important to realize. Harness the passion. Don't squash the passion. Go ahead. It just came back to me. Go ahead. It was kind of like <laughs> oh, what wow. we were saying, actually. Go uh, ahead. But it was that it was that like that God cares more about your character. Yeah. Yeah. And your character. So like, oftentimes we look at things and we want what people have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We want their ministry. We want their anointing. Even like their family life or yeah. or any of those things. He we want. Yeah. But the process of character development is what is what God is interested. In. So God wants what's best for you. That's yeah. that's Amen. obvious. He says he says he wants to prosper you. He has plans for you, a hope and a future. And we know God wants what's best for us because He sent Jesus Christ. Yeah. The other alternative was terrible. God said I made a way so that you don't have to go to the all other place. Yeah. You can go to heaven and and, and spend it with me. Yeah. And and have that, what does it say? In His presence is fullness of joy. Has right His His pleasures for all eternity. Yeah. And David says, surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me. All the days Amen. of my life until I enter yeah. into the eternal and kingdom. And gladness is a command. And gladness is a command. So we know that God has good things in store for us. Yeah. But if, if, if you give your kid like a million dollars right off, 
Yeah. And they just go squander it on, on anything else that the world tells them is good. It's going to be for their detriment. Yeah. Mm, right? right? So what was what was thought to be good. Mm. So if I give a druggie $1,000 before the things in his life need to change, he's going to go and he's going to get more into the drug addict That's addiction. Right. And so it's understanding yeah. that God's character development for us supersedes um, what we desire. Yeah. yeah. In, 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 in the terms of time. Yeah. yeah. In terms of time. Yeah. 40 years in the wilderness – when they is is it, it well actually for for Abraham we'll go to Abraham instead yeah the promise was made yeah he tried to supersede God's time with Hagar and and lying about his wife but yeah. but it was only in the fullness of God's time when he got to the point where Isaac where Isaac would no longer be an idol but a sacrifice yeah. in worship that's good because God mm. was the God of his life like that's what God's at for us yeah he wants uh, he wants that first place and because of that and out of that flows all the blessing yeah. yeah. All the blessing comes from God being who he's supposed to be wow. in our That's life. Good. And and so that was what was clicking in my head, and I forgot, and it kind of left me yeah. for a moment. But when you said the stuff about developing yeah. the person, I don't squander it, yeah. but yeah. encourage it. And yeah. we've yeah. talked about that on this podcast, too. Our kids yeah. are unique. Yeah. Right. Each one is individual. Yes. They're not all reflections of just me. And so I'm not trying to make cookie cutters of Jason. Yeah. I'm not, and, and But God has uniquely ordained each and every one of them. With, with characteristics that aren't flaws. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. oftentimes when people have characteristics that are different than us, yeah. we assume that they're flaws. That's sure. good. But sure. no, they're, they're strengths that you need to figure out how you use them or how yeah. they use them and encourage them. Because right? what did Paul say to Timothy? Mm. He says, stir up the gifts yes. that were imparted to you by the Holy Spirit and through the laying on of hands. Yeah. Mm. Your gifts are your gifts. Now we're going to stir them up so that you can be the best minister that God Amen. has ordained you to be. Right. Wow. We're not yeah. going to say, get that out of there. We're going to, allow the spiritual gifts to flourish in your life yeah. and so that's what i was gonna say but back that's, to you that's good okay you got two more yeah sorry so, yeah harness the passion no, that's that's really good i wanted to say it before it no, fled my no. mind again you 38, lost one, 38 so. i'm always i'm already forgetting things <laughs> you're 38 and passionate and i love it and um so i i i guess i could piggyback pack off the uh what you just said is um your 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 strength can become your weakness if it's not balanced. Sure. And so um, instead of identifying, oh, you're weak in this area, you're weak in this area, you're weak in this area, as a parent, why not identify the strength? Amen. Uh, because it takes just as much as energy. Yeah. It takes just as much as time to develop because kids, like you said, are so moldable and so malleable. And I believe adults are as well, but mm. they've been through so much trauma and brokenness, yeah. Yeah. they forget how flexible and moldable their heart can become. That's right. And so I guess my, my second point would be is identify the strengths and really pour and invest into that. And then if you see not a character flaw, but something that's different from you, embrace it and and strategize how can I how can I serve them? Because even one thing I'm studying as I'm as I move as me and Lexi are moving forward is in the book of Ephesians, it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Mm -hmm. So as a man, my responsibility is to love Lexi, the family, just like Christ loved me. That means I have to lay down my desires and my passions to make sure that it's that, that my family's taken care of, that okay. those that I'm serving are taken care of. And yes, God blesses me with um, my desires and all these different things, but it's so we become so quickly to make it about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Even when we're serving others, sometimes um, I'm a gift giver. And it was funny because I was watching a, a Jonathan Shuttlesworth uh, marriage conference, and he said that he would give gifts sometimes to please something inside of his heart rather than what his wife wanted. 
And so <laughs> the reason I'm bringing this up because I feel like sometimes that we do things for other people thinking that that will bless them, but it doesn't really, it's not really about them. You make it about yourself. About yourself. And yeah. so my second point was, again, identifying the strengths, but I really felt like somebody needs to hear that, that begin to... Find out who the other person is, sure. not just marriage, but everybody, yeah. every relationship. Yeah. Value it like Christ values you. Hmm. And that makes it easier. Now, the the third one would probably so the first one is harness the passion. The second one is find the strength and really develop that. And then I think I think the third one would be um, is is operate in love. And that's mm. very hard. That's right. Um, the Bible says again, love covers a multitude of sin. And one of my favorite passages to study about love is 1 Corinthians 13, yeah. verses 4 through 7. It begins to identify love is patient, patient love is kind. Mm. It doesn't keep a record of wrong, it doesn't boast, it's not self seeking. It's the Go famous ahead. wedding it's verse. It's the famous wedding verse. But as a body of Christ, okay, if you believe in Jesus, then you become one with everybody that follows Jesus. Right. And right. so we need to be operating in love at all times to all people. Even Paul says it. I become all things to all people right. because it was love. It was sacrificial. Now, what, what does that have to do with parenting? If a child um, makes a mistake or, or they don't do something that you're asking them to do, rather than yelling at them and telling them how much they're not listening and how much they're not um, respecting you, love them anyway. And, yeah. and that's what begins to transform them. You know what's funny? I was doing something with somebody, my dad actually, and the Lord told me, he said, the, the thing that's going to change the situation is not you telling him what he's doing wrong, but by you just being obedient, being faithful, even if he was wrong, right. just obeying, humbling myself and just loving him. And two years later, that's when things begin to change. Amen. Amen. And so with love, what does it do? Love begins to transform. And I'll give one quick testimony um, to, to kind of just sure. end, end this point. One day I was in ministry and... Um, I got, I got broken and devastated by something that happened and I fell back into pornography. This was a couple years ago. I fell back into sin. And the crazy part was, um, it was a Saturday night and I specifically remember this because I've never had such a love encounter. Um, even in my whole ministry walk, I've had incredible encounters with the Lord, but this was a love encounter that completely transformed everything. So Saturday night was a uh, an awful an awful experience awful night. Um, it was like a floodgate opened up. And and for those that are are, are watching this, sin is pleasurable for the moment. The Bible mm, says, right. but it drags you away and it breaks right. you in the end. I yeah. just really want to emphasize that because sin is not worth losing the blessings that God has right. for you. Now Amen. Sunday morning comes comes about, and this pastor prays over me. He says, "Lift up your hands." The Lord says, "You have holy hands." I'm gonna pause there for a second. Mm. The Lord says, you have holy hands. Mm. And I said, hold on a second. The night before I was in sin and God just showed up such a, a loving way mm. that says, again, that's not who you are. And so for a parent that's watching this, recognize your, your child may fall over and over and over again, um, but that's not who they are. And what changes them is not punishment, is not pain, it's life. Right. Amen. Isn't that what the Bible says, like the, the righteous man falls, yeah. Yeah. falls seven six times, times yeah. seven times, yeah. but he gets back he up. Gets Amen. Back up. Yeah. Um, Amen. And, and so with two things that you said, you said um, to love like Christ. Yeah. That was the first thing, like husbands love your wives, yeah. Christ loved the church. Yeah. And I was sitting there and, and I was, because I just preached on Ephesians actually, and I was talking right. about how mm. um, when he's talking about uh, in him, yeah. that that's, that's a love relationship between Christ and the church. Yeah. Mm. Like, like uh, we're seated with Christ because we're the body of Christ, and a wife and a husband are one flesh. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, but when you were saying that, what came to me, what I felt like God said was to love your spouse enough to do the will of God. Wow. So wow. Jesus says, I do the will of the Father. Yeah. I mm. only do what God has sent me to do. And we know that the will of the Father was to send him to the cross for the church. Yeah. And so mm. love your spouse enough to do the will of God. Because wow. then you're going to find that your marriage is going to be just as God ordained. And it's going right. to succeed. And it's going to be fruitful. And it's right. going to be a pleasure. And it's yeah. going to be a joy. And it's going to be this mutual, um, just a bond of peace. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful thing that, that's happening. If you can mm. love your spouse enough. And yeah. I'm saying that on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Amen. All right. So love your spouse enough to do the will of God for them. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's humility. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it's good. constantly looking to the Father too. Mm. And then the second one was when you were talking about love. Uh, I don't know what you said. The third one. Because mm. you actually tied both of them to love. Yeah. To love your spouse, but then um, to do everything out of love. Yeah. Um, is that I was I just finished reading First John mm. again, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's all about love. Yes. Yeah. And it says you know God. Uh, you, we know that you know God because you do things out of love yeah. because God is love. Amen. Yeah. So if you associate with God, if you're a, a God first person, yeah. then the things that motivate you are going to be the things that motivate God. Yeah. Mm. Right. So when it says, Hero Israel, the Lord your God is one, you will love the Lord your God mm. with all your heart. That's that what has your heart drives you. Yeah. Mm. That's what has good. your heart moves you and motivates you. Yeah. So if God, if you love God, then the love of God is gonna gonna motivate you to love others, to love your spouse the way love that God, that Christ loved the church. It's gonna love love your kids yeah. in a in a in a godly way mm. where, where you're parenting them and shepherding them and stewarding them and, mm. and, and, and confirming calling upon their life. Yeah. And you're and uh, you're gonna do all those things out of that love for God. Yeah. Amen. And so those are just I just wrote them down so I didn't forget. So yeah, I, I forget a lot of that. Was, Amen. That was good wisdom there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. The yeah. spirit of wisdom is upon me. Yes. Uh, to <laughs> and write, revelation. To write down notes. <laughs> yeah. Because I forget bad. Yeah. Um, Thank God for technology because there's so much and it's so funny. I was I was talking to somebody about this the other day about the preparation process. Um, when you're such a yielded vessel and yielding doesn't mean, again, I wake up saying I'm going to do perfect for Christ. It's Mm. yielding and say, you know what, Lord, I know who I am outside of you, but the Bible says apart from you, I could do nothing. Mm. And so when you recognize daily, it's a daily choice. I'm going to nail that one more time. It's a daily recognition and a daily repentance. And it's so funny. The reason I'm saying this, because I feel like there's somebody that's been in the Lord for so long that they're just going through routine Mm. and there's no more love for what you're doing. And so I just want to speak to that now that it's a daily choice. Remember your first love. Right, I was just going to yeah. say that. The Bible says in Revelation right. that I, I commend you. Jesus commends the church for doing the right things and having the right attitude, but they 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 lost their love for him. Mm. And especially what I, I value about this podcast is it's raising the next generation about revival. And and it's not revival as an event. It's a revival as a lifestyle. That's right. Yeah. Amen. That's, That's it. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I'm so right. thankful for this. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah, that's actually right. It's a, it's a lifestyle and it's... It's if, if I if blatantly honest, if the one thing I desire more than anything for my kids is to love God. Amen. Because That's I right. trust that if they love God enough, that God is going to bless their lives right. and cause them to prosper in the areas that He has right. for them. Yeah. Oh, one thing that we pray continually over them is that all the days of their life that they'd be following Jesus, or yeah. that they'd be that there wouldn't be a day in their life that they're not following Jesus and connected with him and pursuing him and uh, and allowing his love to just overflow their life. That's just a continual prayer that we have over and over, that they would be in him, mm. grafted in all the days of their life. Um, I think that's a powerful thing to think about testimony because like, we haven't done everything right. Yeah. No. And, and, we, and, and we actually started doing things right 
more recently right. in That's our right. life and That's in right. our marriage. And but the 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 when God says that He blesses, yeah. mm. He blesses like Amen. it's and it's that quick. Yeah. yeah, it's not like ten years down the road. That's right. It's yeah. when you submit and you and you humble and you say, God, we just want to walk in obedience to Your yeah. Word. Yeah, and we want to we want to honor You in every area of our life. That you just start. God's like, okay. I've been waiting for this. Yes. Like, That's right. Here it's a, yeah. God's not slow. We're right. slow. Yeah. We and I are remember the Pastor slow Sam ones. saying that in a yeah. sermon. He's like, he's like, God, why are you so slow? He's like, I'm not slow. You're slow. <laughs> yeah. Take you forever to get to where I want you to be so I can just That's bless right. you and so right. that I can speak to you and so that you have to go through all these, oftentimes you have to go through all these ritualistic practices. We have to, but God's just waiting for us. Yeah. And God's waiting on, for us to get to that point where mm-hmm. he can, where he can truly bless our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as a parent, like once you've tasted and you've seen that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I want my kids to be able to like I don't want them lacking anything. Yeah. Right. And because of my relationship with my heavenly Father and the way that He's done so many miraculous things in our lives. That's right. Mm. Over and, and over. Over and over and over again. I want that for my kids. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I don't. I mean, it's not. I'm not telling you don't don't set up a college fund. Don't don't have a plans like because it's it's the it's the blessed person, the righteous person leaves an inheritance for his kids. Right. Yeah. But if you leave all the money for your kids and then you don't ever get them into the into their heavenly inheritance, yeah, right. Then you, how much discredit did you do them? That's really. But good. because I can trust God enough, and God's still working in our lives, so this is, our yeah. story's not over. Like yeah. we're not yeah. decrepit and dying, and we're on our last day. No, God, we're still young. We're still walking it out. <laughs> we're still walking it out, and we're still seeing the hand of God. Yeah, we're still seeing the blessing of God. He right. and we already know that our better days are yet. He still has promises He made we have, to us. Yeah, I was gonna say we have promises that are not and they're gonna come yet. to pass because our God is not Soon. a liar. Our God is not a liar, yeah, that's and right. our kids know that, and we know that. Yeah. yeah. But what? But the, this this whole thing that as parents, so I'm speaking to parents. You yeah. spoke to everybody as whatever. I'm speaking to parents that that's good. that you can trust God enough. Yeah. That when they when yes. your kids understand who He is and they love Him and they walk in that relationship where they're loving God with all their heart, that God blesses them. Amen. That, yeah. that God is a God yeah. of blessing. He's not a God of curse. In fact, He took the curse. Yeah. Come Jesus on. became a curse right. for us Amen. Yeah. so that we could be the blessing, that we could walk in blessing and in, in, in the inheritance that he has for us. Yeah. Mm. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. Yep. Not when you get there. Yep. He says now, and then all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. You don't have to worry. Yeah. Our God is a good father. And because yeah. he took the title of father, yeah. there's things that we don't have to worry about. That's right. Amen. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, why do you worry about tomorrow? Right. Don't you know your heavenly father loves you? Amen. And because he loves you, you don't have to wake up in the morning and say, where's my breakfast? Yeah. God's already bought breakfast for the week. Yeah. You can walk in the reality of who he is as a heavenly father mm. and experience the blessing of him on right. this earth. Amen. And so that's... As as parents, like that's what I want my kids to understand. Yeah, is God is holy. God is righteous. Amen. God is far above all things. Yeah, but he's and he's in, and he's surrounded by the the smoke and the turbulent, the storms mm. and the clouds and the lightning thunders, mm. as it says in the Hebrews in the book of Hebrews. But then he says, "You can approach me." Yes, hmm. that's that's an amazing thought because he's our heavenly Father, mm. and he's a good Father. Come on, he says, "I am a good Father." Yeah, yeah. and so. Amen. That, that was just on me. Yeah. You have anything? I mean, you guys do a lot of talking. Now, now if you just say. <laughs> I, I say, like, spot the preachers in this, epi- in this episode. Now, this, now, Which this, one now, is not a, wearing the hat. If this was a woke a woke uh, podcast, you'd be like, and God is our heavenly mother. <laughs> and I would have been like, nope. <laughs> uh-huh. I moved my head at perfect time. Yeah, that was, like, That's really great. in one. 
Yeah. I would have been frustrated, like Paul said. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at the spirit and say, be gone. I'm sorry. Oh, we're never going to get botanized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never going to get what? We're never going to get botanized. <laughs> no. YouTube's the, like, absolutely not. All those West. No. Oh, I, I almost said something. <laughs> Don't say all those really super fundamental people. Like, yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Still a law that we can bring our wives to the to the state court on Sundays oh, and yeah. beat them. As maybe yeah. reminded me, lots of, of people day. have been beaten into the love of God before. <laughs> Not by God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyways, right. you have anything you want to add? And spot the preacher, mm. preachers. Nothing. I mean, you guys have said it all. I think. Yeah. I think. I think it's been a blessing to have you on today. We we appreciate you taking the time. You know, you, you guys gotta leave and catch a flight and uh, and get out of here. But mm. we appreciate what you're doing, what you're doing for the gospel and and the young people. And we've seen the impact in our in our own youth ministry. And then you know, going forth uh, for those. If you guys don't know, North Point Bible College is a ministry school strictly for ministry. And so. Um, you know, it's an important role that you have to, at equipping and getting students in there to recognize the call and, and to, you know, and you get a go unique, forward in that. You get a new, unique perspective, too, because yeah. uh, you kind of, you, you get to dabble in both. Yeah. Yes. The educational and the practical. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you have to go around and you have to preach. Yeah. So you, you see the you see the importance of understanding the mm -hmm. Word of God, but yeah. then the aspect of having the practical application. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. one thing if I just started reading the Bible to my kids. Yeah. But as we know um, that Ezra, mm. right, in the book of Nehemiah, when he read the law, he, he expounded on it and yeah. gave them practical application of what it meant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it, it's understanding that That's right. it's not just a reading of God's word, which mm. is powerful and effective by all by itself. Amen. But God equips people to, to right. expound it and, right. and make it applicable to life. Mm. Yeah. And that's if if you get, if you ever if you only hear the word of God and you don't know how to apply it to your life, then you're just gonna live. Yeah. However, right. but that application aspect, which is what you go around and you kind of get to do both. You you teach the word and you preach the word and you say, now come and learn the word, yeah. so that I can keep my job. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That, <laughs> no. That's the motivation. No. <laughs> but I actually, um, I know you guys end a little bit differently, but I like I just feel led. I like to pray. Pray for, pray for those that are going to be watching this. I believe that this podcast will reach thousands, if mm -hmm. not millions. Um, and it's not just a, it's not just a proclamation because um, I love you guys, which I do. Um, but what we just talked about today is so incredibly okay. important in this generation. And again, I would not be doing what I'm doing is if I didn't have people um, helping just walk alongside of me. And I, I, I want to just share this really quickly that um, if you don't know Jesus, what walking with Jesus looks like, again, mm. is relationship. It's I'm going to pray a prayer really quickly, but this prayer is just to give you a, uh, a direction, to give you a open door, but you have to walk through the door. Right. Yeah. And so That's I right. just want to invite you that if you don't know Jesus, I want you to pray this with me. The Bible says, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So your simple act of just following in this prayer it's God watching your heart and saying, that person is inviting me in and I'm going to show them how real I am. Right. And so many people don't realize the difference between Jesus and religion is Jesus is knocking and waiting. Jesus is waiting for an invitation of acceptance of That's what right. he already did. Right. Religion is you having to um, pray a certain amount of times, eat a certain amount of food or whatever that looks like. Right. It's, a, it's a practice, right. but Jesus is a relationship. Yeah. And so for those that are watching, um, parenting and living holy and living a godly life starts with recognizing 
realizing that I need Jesus. I need mm-hmm. help. And it doesn't just happen overnight as we talked That's about right. through this whole podcast. It's a daily submission. It's a daily recognizing. Even the Bible says that Jesus didn't start his ministry until he was 30 years old. Yeah. Can you imagine that for a second? I want you to, before I give you this prayer, imagine the son of God, the word who became flesh, That's right. humbled himself such to an extent that he did not start preaching and he did not start doing miracles until he was 30 years old. Okay. Now, the crazier part was he only did it for three years. Right. Okay. So many of us young people and so many people that are pursuing ministry, we want the power of God. We want the miracles. We want all these manifestations of, of whatever it is. But God wants you. That's right. Mm. And at the end of the day, the Bible says that we're all going to stand before God. Mm. And so I know I talked about this invitation, but I just want to say this one second, is that we're going to stand before God and we're accountable for what we hear That's and right. what we do. That's right. And so for those that are you watching, yeah. I'm sorry to admit this, you are now accountable and responsible for the decision <laughs> you're about to make after we pray this prayer. Right. What you do with Jesus matters. Right. What you do with your life matters. It matters generationally because we serve a God of That's Abraham, right. Isaac, sure. and Jacob a generational God. Now here's the prayer. I'm going to pray this prayer, but I also want to invite you that if you feel called into ministry or you just want to discover your giftings or or whatever God has for you next, stay connected to the podcast, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, get connected to a church. Lake Church yes. is where these these uh, the, the family ministers at and partners with. Lake Church in uh, Newport, Newport, New Hampshire. Yep. Get connected. And then the third thing would be is Get connected to such an extent that you're around people that will help you discover your gifts, right. will help you discover your calling, and just and you walk in it. And there's a freedom because it's all about serving. Mm. I'm going to say that one more time. It's not just about what you do, your gifting, but it's about serving. That's right. And so, yes, we get to preach, we get to minister, we get to travel. But at the end of the day, if you can't clean toilets and if you can't serve your family, you're not doing anything fruitful. Mm. That's right. It's true. And so right. let's pray this prayer. And then uh, there will be links. There will be things in this video that will help you take those sure. next steps. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. So if you've never prayed this prayer and you want to know who Jesus is and you want to accept him, I want you to pray this after me. Dear Jesus, mm. I believe you came. You lived a perfect life. I believe you died on the cross mm. for my sin. I believe I need you in this moment. And I believe you rose from the dead and you are sitting at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. And I pray that that joy and that peace that was talked about today would enter my heart right now. Mm -hmm. I say yes to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen and amen. amen. The Bible says that angels are rejoicing in heaven for when one sinner acknowledges Jesus. And so I love you guys. God bless you. And thank you so much. And, and so real fast, yeah. this is what we're going to commit to doing. If you prayed yeah. that prayer yeah. and, and for the first time, or maybe you're rededicating, yeah. um, if you could reach out to us. Yes. Um, Let us know. Because yeah. we would love to actually get some material to you. Yes. Yeah. We, have a, yeah. we have a gift we'd like to give you. Yeah. And the first Amen. thing being a, a Bible. Yeah. yeah. We That's want right. you to have the word of God in your That's hand right. because that word of God is living and active. It's powerful. Yeah. It's a sword and it can be you and it's going to be the means by which God speaks to you yeah. and equips you and calls you and continues to guide you in this in this life. The Bible mm-hmm. says that the David says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yeah. It literally guides you 
on the path of righteousness and keeps you from tripping yeah. and right. falling and yeah. falling into traps and snares that the enemy sets. Yeah. And the second thing I want to say real fast is because you're talking about Jesus's ministry yeah. is that there's parents who are watching this and yes. there's ministers who are watching this yeah. who are like, you're like, okay, I'm committed to starting to do ministry. Amen. The yeah. first thing that happened when Jesus was committed to start doing ministry, Satan showed up. Yeah. <laughs> he went to the That's wilderness right. and he tried to discourage That's him. Right. That's right. He tried to lure him away. And he tried to get him his eyes off of the call that God had for him and the will of God for him yeah. to fulfill, which uh, which is going to happen in our lives. Yeah. That's right. When we step into ministry, Satan comes. That's yeah. right. Right off. And what does he hit And that with? includes just leading your family. That, that's what I'm talking about yeah. specifically. Yeah. Because it was for us too. It's like, yeah. well, how do we do Bible reading with kids? It, it's weird. It's awkward. Mm. The first time was chaos. But that's Satan. Yeah. And it's still a little chaos, but it's getting better. <laughs> he thought it was a lot of chaos. We're like, oh, it's a chill day. He's like, the kids are a little much. But but, but it's getting better. Yeah. Like yeah, they're, they're, right. I can ask him a question, and yeah, some of them will just say Jesus because they're young. <laughs> yeah. And we have to be like, well, Jesus is not the answer to every question. I mean, He's the answer to the world's problems, yeah. but not every question. <laughs> yeah. um, and but but they're getting stuff and they're saying stuff. Right. Yeah. They, they, they and and so um, but Satan's going to come along. He's going to try to distract you. Yeah. yeah. He's going to try to discourage you. He's going to say, like, this isn't working. You're not good at this. Rebuke him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You you, and you have authority. Yeah. Rebuke him because yeah. that's what you have now. You have the spirit of the living God inside of you. You yeah. can look at that. You can look at that 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 spirit of fear, yeah. that spirit of discouragement and say, be gone in the name of Jesus that's Christ right. because Amen. my God has equipped me because he's called me. And I know he's called me because he's blessed me with kids in my life. Yeah. Amen. That's right. And he's blessed you because he's thought that you were worthy enough to have them yeah. and to steward them. And he's going to equip you to do the things that you need to do. That's right. So just Amen. remember that. If, if Satan shows up. Just start, start telling him to get lost. He's that's a defeated right. foe. Jesus says, I've given you the ability to trample on serpents, and that's nothing like, that's, right. that's what he is. That's all he is. He's nothing more than that. Yeah. And, He's and, a serpent to be trampled And on. real quick, sometimes all it takes is recognizing that there's a spirit behind things. Yeah. Like, I, um, recently there was a situation in my life, and I was up, and I was just, I just was like, what is, why am I anxious? Like, why am I fearful right now? Mm. And I literally said, audibly, I said, oh, <laughs> And it, I'm a little slow. It takes me a little while. I said, oh, this is a spirit. Mm. And as soon as I named it, as soon as I said that, it was gone. And I was actually just immensely filled with, with wow. peace, just like an overwhelming it. And all I had to do was just say, recognize, hey, you're a squatter. You're not allowed to be here. Yeah. And just saying like, oh, I know what you are. Get out. Yeah. And so sometimes you just even have to just naming it and saying like, oh, okay, there, there, there's a spirit behind this. Mm. You're not allowed to be here. Get out of my house. It's good. And, and, yeah. and continue to go. It's like, why do you even show up? You yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, right. But it takes, I mean, for me, it always takes me a while where I'm like, oh, that's okay. This is yep. a spirit. I'm not crazy. But as you it's walk usually, in, it it's usually quicker. what it is. It does. It, it, it's it, much it goes easier from to. Weeks. To days, right. to days, to just to, to hours, moments, from yeah. hours to and that's what it was. It was a moment of me going, "Why am I so anxious? Like I, I'm not like I, you know, spirit anxiety is not something that I'm struggling with. Like this is, and I was just like, "What is this?" And I said, mm. "Oh, this is this is just a spirit that is, you know." Yeah, squatting. Yeah, because that's what they do. They come and they squat until you're like, "No, get out! You're not allowed here." Mm. So, um, yeah. So know this: uh, God is uh, God is great. Amen. Amen. And God, and the Bible says this: It says, "In Christ, the fullness of all the deity dwelt." Meaning, all Amen. of God was in Christ. Amen. Mm. And then he goes on to say this: "And Christ is in." You. Hell yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> Let that sink in for a moment. You have power. You have authority because Christ is in you. Right. He's put his spirit inside of you. So walk in it. Amen. Amen. Walk in it. Parent in it. Yeah. Uh, work your job in it. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So and everywhere you go, the power of Christ is upon you. Yeah. Um, so 
I almost said the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but, uh, this is not a Hollywood you know that movie, movie. If you know, if you know that movie reference, <laughs> know that that was a thing of our past. <laughs> and, but, but, yeah. uh, but, um, yeah. So walk in the fullness of all Amen. that God has for you. Satan's going to try to discourage you because when you walk around in the fullness of who he is, you bring victory everywhere That's you right. go. Amen. Um, yeah. and so we love you. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of the raids in the revival generation. Josh, thank you for being here. Yes. Thank love you. you um, it was great having you. You got, you actually get to have insight into more than just the podcast side of things. Cause you get, you spent the last three days with us. Yeah. yeah. And so you get to hear the door rumble every time <laughs> the kids are going through too. So we're like, yeah. Every time we look over that way, it's because we're in an anxious anticipation. Like Who's going to barge through that door and say, Mom? But, uh, yeah. but uh, God loves and, you. Oh, uh, and if this podcast has blessed you in any way, if you could just do us a favor and that just has hit the, the heart, the thumbs up, whatever it is on your platform, mm. um, leave a comment if you have that capability and just share it. You know, we, we believe that God has called us uh, to this podcast uh, specifically, and so we would love for you to share it with those that you recognize that would be blessed by it. Not just podcasts. This is a ministry. This is a ministry, So it's yes. a ministry, yes. and it's, it's a growing ministry. So, so those of you who are tuning in now with, what, episode 16 yes. is what we're on, is you guys are at the grassroots movement. Amen. Yeah. This is a grassroots movement that is spreading, that, right. that God's doing amazing things through as he's enabling parents. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's saying... So long you've parented out of out of this this perspective, but I have something better. Amen. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. Right. It's it's an awakening of who we are as parents. Mm. It's a calling. It's an, an equipping. It's a God um, anointing yeah. thing mm. that's happening. Right. And so that's what we want to encourage you in. Um, and you so. can follow us on our socials. You can look up our just look up. That sounds weird. Um, Raising the Revival Generation. We're on many different platforms, basically any of them that you can think of. But we also have a Facebook community or a fellowship that we would love for you to be a part of. It's just a, a way to ask questions or engage a little bit more into that. And so you can just find it at Raising the Revival Generation Fellowship. We're in it. He's in it. Everybody's in it. And um, and you, yeah. So And if you would like to partner with this ministry or so into this ministry, um, you're going to see links below on steps to do that and to follow that. And be looking, look forward to uh, some new things that are on the horizon. Cool. So it's more than just a podcast. Amen. We want right. to equip ministry. you. We want to yeah. put things in your hands that's that right. you can have. And yeah. so be on the, that's on the horizon. We're not, yeah. I'm not making any announcements. Or promises. Promises yeah. just yet. <laughs> because the horizon could be a year away. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Uh, but, but God is still is putting stuff in, birthing stuff inside of us to, to, yeah. to empower people, empower parents to do the things that God has called them to do. Mm. And so just be on the lookout for that. I'd like, uh, I'd like to say one thing about the, the partnership to um, the Bible says we're a body, right? Amen. And so if you've been blessed by this podcast, I'm actually, we didn't plan this. Um, I, I want you to seriously consider um, working with this, this ministry because God's given you a ministry in and of itself. The Bible mm. says that um, God entrusts you with a vision, but unless you serve a vision first, God can't give you your own vision. Okay. So if you feel called to youth ministry or you feel called to um, serving the next generation, I would encourage you partner three ways. Um, financially is number one. Um, it's incredible to be see the behind the scenes that weekly they feed those that come to the to the youth ministry here. Mm. So I know we're gonna you guys are doing something else, but they feed um, children that just come in that may not have food. Number two is they're they're giving materials away. They're they're taking time. So seriously consider that if you're looking for a worthy place. Um, to put your finances, this is an incredible place to do it. Um, number two would be your time. 
is um, share this. Take your time to tell somebody that you heard a story um, because the Bible is all about testimonies. Mm. And so if you just feel like you want to do something with your time, serve youth, however, whatever capacity that has blessed you in this moment, consider your time. And then third is your talents. Um, there, we can't do this by ourselves, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm going right. to confess something. I'm not a media person. So I'm a preacher. So I do one thing and do one thing only is talk. And so if you're somebody that you're like, I want to use my talents for something. If you're good at graphics or you're good at um, talking, whatever it is, and you just want to figure that out, this is a great ministry to connect with so that they can help develop you and give you um, opportunities wherever that looks like mm-hmm. to fulfill your purpose as well. So mm-hmm. your, your finances your time and your talents would be three great ways to partner with this incredible ministry. And you know, just with that, uh, when you say you're not a media person, isn't that what God does where he connects people, yes. where he connects um, partners who are, yeah. are weak in one area and strong in the other area. And uh, that's, that's, that's you how you develop your relationship <laughs> with Lexi. So, you inside know, baseball. inside baseball, that's, I, it, that, that's what it was. Yeah. It was out of a, a need for somebody to help you with media yes, yeah. or a need for somebody to help you with media. I'm, I'm not sure which one it is, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, I feel like I know we're going to end, but I feel like we have to tell this quick story. So how me and, how me and Lexi. This connected. is pretty much how we end every episode, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, we, okay, we, we try to end. And then halfway through the episode, we end and then we don't actually end. So, so it's so funny because um, let me just testify to something really quick <laughs> is when you're praying for something, number one, prepare for it. Amen. Um, mm. I feel like a lot of times we're asking God for something and we do nothing on our part. And God's like, OK, I'm about to give you something mm. incredible. Um, but it takes it, it takes cultivation. It takes intentionality mm. and it takes a building up. And I heard this one sermon by T.D. Jakes. He said, God gives you a tree and you have the free will and the choice to make whatever you want out of that tree. Now, where we're going with with me and Lexi was um, I had the opportunity to come and preach. And for 10 years, I've been praying for marriage and relationships and all these different things. And God had to break me to such a point that um, I had to surrender it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I feel like even there's a reason we're going to kind of segue into this. You feel like your dreams or the passions that God has given you, that God has forgotten about it. He hasn't forgotten about it. Amen. He's preparing you to such a capacity. The Amen. Bible says that he can yeah. do more than we can ask, think, or imagine. So what that means is you may feel like you're called to open a restaurant. Maybe God has 10 restaurants for you. Now, let me segue this into uh, meeting Lexi. So when I was here preaching and I had to surrender after 10 years of me trying to do it my own way and being so broken and so devastating, I actually did give up to an extent where mm-hmm. I was like, God, this is never going to happen. I'm tired of chasing this. And if you're watching this, stop chasing it. Okay. Amen. Now I was tired of chasing it and I got to start preaching here at the youth ministry. And the funny part was how God connected with us was, was media where mm-hmm. Lexi was doing an incredible job helping me with media and I wasn't chasing it and I didn't even see it. So I'm, I'm going to testify that if you're chasing after something, that God wants to do such an extraordinary thing in your life, that God is just going to bring it. And so when, when we're talking and doing media things, that's how it evolved. It was organic. It was relational. And it wasn't something that it was trying to be forced. So if you feel like you're, if God's calling you to do something, you don't have to force it. It'll naturally blossom. It'll naturally grow. We serve a God of increase. Mm. And in that increase, it starts with a seed. And it and turns something to beautiful. So that's how that's how we Amen. did start with with ministry. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. So there you go. Extra yeah. extra wisdom Amen. at the end. Extra. It's like you bonus. That's bonus the cherry content. on top. Amen. Yeah. Great. So all right. See, the hard thing is that once you start talking about stuff, you can just keep then you going. Then you just keep going. Yeah. Part two. So like, uh, but 
You got. You have to get on. You, the road. you guys so, gotta get on the road. That's right. <laughs> so with that, we we just want to tell you guys, uh, we love you guys, and if you have any prayer requests, by yeah. all means, please send we'll them our pray. way. Um, we've been praying for this family for a while now, and we're mm-hmm. continuing to pray for them. Um, and uh, and we look forward to an amazing testimony. So if you have prayer requests, we'd love to join our faith with yours. Amen. Um, we we've seen God do some amazing things. Yeah, um, right. In fact, last episode that didn't post yet, we were going to talk about maybe <laughs> God sharing a testimony where we prayed for one of our children and immediately, yeah, the pain went away. That's right, mm. and it's still it's still um, healed. It's still healed, and yeah. so amen. And so we'd love to join our faith with yours because we've seen God do amazing things. That's yeah. right. And we 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 are expecting amazing testimonies. Yeah. To yeah. Flow. I just want to add to that. You know, like sometimes we, we sorry, <laughs> I, and it's it's on the topic of healing, and I don't know why, but I sometimes like we. Like, I grew up with, like, it was, like, oh, I remember when, you know, sister so-and-so was healed. And, like, wow, that's amazing. They were healed. And, like, we tell the stories that was healed. But, like, but, like, God, like, it can, it can, you can get to a point where it's daily or it's, like, weekly in your life where you're just, where it's, like, healing after healing after healing after healing or, like, walking in wholeness or, like, miracle after miracle after miracle that, like, it doesn't have to just be, like, something that we cling to from three years ago when we heard of somebody heals from cancer, that it's something that we can walk in, like, daily and continually. Mm. And I just, I just wanted to to add that because, and I I feel like sometimes people don't always understand what we say. Like, we, I mean, we literally see miracles weekly. We, we see, we see them. We can, we can, like, list, okay, these are the miracles. These are the salvations. These are the things that we've seen this week. And the cool thing about that, too, is that on youth, when we ask if anybody's experienced a touch of God, in healing ways, every hand, like yeah, unless they're new, hands go up because yeah. that anointing isn't just for us; it's for right. the, those around us too. Come right, on. and so, uh, so yeah, we love because you're a part of our community. This is because, the bonus of the bonus. Yeah, <laughs> because you're part of our community, we would love to join our faith with yours and right. see amazing things and hear testimonies. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's like two years down the road. We start writing down. We start writing a book of all the people who have testimonies of, of God answering prayer, Amen. and that can just be an encouragement book. Uh, wait, to say, wait, wait, okay, wait, check this out. So it's funny because the Lord, when the Bible says you minister the grace that's been given to you. Mm. So if you're watching this and God has done, done something supernatural in your life, financial healing, whatever it is, that is a part of the ministry he's called you to operate in. Amen. Now it's funny you're talking about healing because I was healed from a broken collarbone, mm. a fractured hip, mm. a sprained shoulder, and just all these different miraculous things where it's God heals today. Amen. And I believe we're talking about this because somebody's going to watch it at this point mm. and there's going to be a release of healing in the name Amen. of Jesus. And Hallelujah. I decree and declare that you'll be yes. whole in Jesus name. Amen. So, Amen. Amen. Yeah. So if you waited till that point, yeah, if you, you, didn't, you stuck didn't, with us till the you end, didn't, yeah. you didn't skip the, <laughs> when we said we were going to end, you're like, Oh, click that. Yeah. If you waited till that moment, then praise God. Yeah. yeah. Receive it. Yeah. Amen. Right. Receive it. Um, yeah. Anyways. All right. Amen. We love you guys. God bless you. Walk in the purpose and the calling that God has for you. And uh, thanks again, Josh, for being here. Amen. Maybe we have to have you on again to share the broken collarbone testimony. Amen. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we love you guys. God bless you. And in honor of Dr. Rich, who just messaged me. Uh, <laughs>